Welcome to the Live Wild podcast with me, Hilary Rose. Live Wild is all about living your best life and my next guests certainly know how to do just that. Kev and PJ are best known as the Cork podcast duo, I'm Grandmam. These lads are just gorgeous. They are full of fun and love and laughs, but they're not afraid to shy away from the tough stuff in life as well. We talk about the origins of their podcast, living in London, being grand, and the wildest things they've ever done. And then when, when I moved to uh, in my PJ and we go out and we go to the gay clubs and we are, I was like, I'm thriving. I was like, this is the life I imagined. Awesome. Yeah, I was the exact awesome. same. Like when Kevin moved, because he moved in and kind of lived on my couch for a bit. And like, we, it was literally that, that sense of home. And like, we would so like, we'd be so there for each other. And it was, it was a time where both of us were really exploring what it is to be queer as well. So we were like, we'd be there for each other. Like when we're going to clubs and stuff, we'd be like, oh Jesus, I never knew. The queers <laughs> had the debriefs then over brunch and stuff, and we we really did like we were there for each other because it is scary in in like the big smoke. Like um, yeah, when, when I lived with PJ or before I lived with PJ, I'd always be like sometimes you know you'd be checking yourself before night out, and I'd be thinking, oh, do I look a bit too gay or whatever? When I moved in with PJ, the thing was I'm like, oh, do I not do I look gay enough? <laughs> we were going out, I was like, I don't look gay enough. I was like, make me look gayer. That was, that was the vibe. You can find out more about them on Instagram at I'm Grandmam, or you can listen to their hilarious podcast, I'm Grandmam. I loved this chat. I really did. It was great fun, but we also bizarrely got straight into talking about funerals. PJ chatted about losing his dad at an early age. I had just lost my own dad a few months before recording this, and sadly, since then, Kev lost his dad. So... With that in mind, I spoke with the lads and we all agreed that we wanted to dedicate this episode of our podcast to all our dads. So this is dedicated to PJ's dad, Pat, Kev's dad, Jerry, and my own dad, Jim. Oh my word, it is Kevin and it is PJ from I'm Grandman Podcast. Thank you so much for coming on the Live Wild podcast today. I've been really, really, really looking forward to this chat. So thanks a million, guys. Oh, no bother. We're weak. Hillary, <laughs> we're delighted to be here, love. <laughs> I first met you when actually I, I was invited to do your podcast, which is I'm Grandmam. And if you haven't heard it, then you're going to have to tune into it because it is massively successful and it is one of the funniest podcasts I've ever heard. So there's good reason for its success. But we, we were, I was asked to do your podcast at a music festival down in Cork. Mm-hmm. And so on the way down, right, you're going to have to forgive me for this. On the way down, I was like, I haven't heard their stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm never... so sorry. Yeah. Right? So we were driving down myself, my husband, and we put on the episode when you guys went on holidays to Spain. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Sonny Saleh. Oh, my word. And I actually, I was like, I haven't laughed this much in years like it was oh, really so funny and like I worked in comedy for a long time but I was like that is so funny and Peter was the same as I like, that is really really funny stuff um so I knew going in to do the interview with you guys that it was going to be the crack and it was it was absolutely gorgeous and I totally fell in love with you and I was like and you kind of sprung a question on me during the interview because you had gone through the blog yeah. Um, which I have, which is the Live Wild blog. Yeah. I'm shamelessly plug. It's livewild.ie. Um, but it's like I'm plugging on my own podcast. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> completely shameless. Um, but uh, so you brought it up and you were like, 
feel like it's going to go somewhere. Where is it going? And I was like, uh, because I had been planning. I can't remember if I said it at the time, but I kind of had been planning the podcast. And I don't know if I said it live or not, but this is what has come of it anyway. So I was like, I got to get those guys on. They knew. Yeah, well, we could, you asked us because we were living for the blog. I was living for the Barefoot Walks. (gasps) Have you tried them? I'm in Dublin. No, I'd be whipping off when I'm on the beach. Obviously, the beaches are kind of barefoot anyway. But like yeah. when I'm in the woods, I took off my feet a few times. You do feel very grounded when you get the feet out. Isn't now, it unreal? I shouldn't be getting my toes out anywhere in public because they're oh, rotten right. looking. He's fungal but... infection. I thought the fungal infection was cleared. Oh, it's gone since the barefoot walk. So you know. Isn't it, isn't it one 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 of the toes still has this? No, that's just that's just the way that toe looks. <laughs> And the thing is, I can do a barefoot walk over here in London because God knows what I'd be stepping on the woods over here. Or what I'd come across. I'd come across all the cruisers. All the cruisers, you'd be stepping on used condoms. And they'd be thinking I'm getting ideas with my uh, shoes and socks already off. And add your foot fetish on top of that. And there you go. Hey, this guy's ready. It's like condoms <laughs> stuck in your toes. Yeah. As you're really. walking through the streets of London. Uh, but it really works. I find I sleep really well after a barefoot walk. Like, I mean, there's nothing can wake me after that. It's like taking a sedative. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm on this weird section of TikTok at the moment, and it's all about being barefoot in your daily life. And like, I'm loving like that because now I'm like, shoes are cages and all this stuff. But then I'm like walking down this, like in the center of Dublin, and I'm like, I can't really be barefoot here. Like, people will be like running away from me. I Start have gone trend, into though. shops. Huh? Start the trend. That's it. Be the change you want to see. Yeah. I, I, it's more I, like my feet be manky, would they? Like dirty. Well, yeah. kind of. They get really tough, though. The feet, like the, okay. the feet get tough, so they're fine. But like I've walked into shops and barefoot, like kind of not really thinking. And they've been yeah. like, right. well, I'm, and I, I think actors are expected to be a bit weird anyway. You know, yeah. Like, oh, it's an actor. It's right, like, I'm just being, my, I'm just being a quirky actor coming yeah, in barefoot. Just, I'm going with this. Yeah. I'm pretending to be a bear. <laughs> um, so. Like on the podcast and, and like all the all the all the stalking that I've done on your Instagram, you always seem like you're in great form and everything is great crack. And you really like you exude this gorgeous joy and happiness all the time. I'm gonna ask the question. <laughs> Are you happy like that all the time? No, we're depressed. No, I'm joking. We're not. <laughs> yeah, but like obviously there's light and shade to everyone. Um, and and we get like feel anxious. Uh, I, I can only speak for myself, obviously, but like I feel anxious and like I get down and stuff. But I suppose mm. it's just the way you deal with it and look at it. There's sometimes where like, especially when I was living with Kevin, he'd come home and I'd be like this. Like mm. I'd be like, I'm depressed on my head. But like instead of being like wallowing and like I'd be like making jokes about being depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, which probably I don't know if that like, this mightn't be the healthiest way to see it with it. All but the like therapists listening are going, well. yeah. But like, if something like, like, even like, take example, like, jump straight on in the deep end, like when my dad died when I was mm-hmm. 20, right? Yes. Obviously, I just moved to London, like, really traumatic experience. I love when I say that, and Kevin goes from like this, and he goes, really smiling. I just started taking my phone with me like this. Goes, serious face, he got serious expression. No, but like, when Forget that happened, him. we'll talk about that. Go on, go on. But when that happened, like, it's like, that was like, obviously the most one of the most traumatic things that happened to me because I just moved to London and stuff and then uh, the way we were dealing with that was like we were we were taking the piss out of each other at a funeral we were like telling jokes and I just think that's just the way like I've learned to deal with um like the light and shade of life basically which sounds a bit wanky but like like growing up and I think Kevin's the same and I think that's why we bond about it because we mm-hmm. both deal with it in the similar ways Isn't, am I right in saying that yeah, definitely also there was um, a certain sense of like an onus on us we felt especially when we were recording in lockdown like I was in 
foul humor when lockdown started i know people are saying oh i'm loving isn't the break lovely and oh isn't it so nice to have a bit of respite and a bit of downtime i was allergic from the get i did a week and i said i'm never gonna last i was like i'm never ever gonna last and i remember pj tried to um get us to go to this like online uh party that a place in east london were organizing and i walked into the room and it was like a zoom party and i just went pj absolutely not i said it's all pretend fun and i said i can't handle it so that was the first time i think i really did struggle because we were still recording episodes weekly and i there was days where i was like pj i'm not in the humor i was like if i come on here and just um like chat about how much of a bad time i'm having i was like it's just going to bring a different energy but like we are quite transparent and I suppose quite candid in the podcast as well. So if there are weeks when we are recording that we are a bit off, we kind of let, let it be known. But once we kind of warm into it, like as PJ said, we kind of get off on taking the piss out of each other and it's not long before like our moods are lifted. Yeah. And I think that's such a gorgeous approach because it always feels to me as well that your podcast is so off the cuff and you can see your friendship is so genuine and the connection you have is so deep that you're able to do that. You're able to go into the light and the dark. And it's really important. That's what friendships do, mm-hmm. particularly yeah. at like these times of need when you're talking like PJ about losing your dad. Like that's so rough, you know, it's so, so rough and it is such a game changer. Mm. to lose a parent um and I love that you were saying that you were like kind of taking the mick at the funeral and stuff like I lost my dad recently as well and did the same thing you know and it was it was as as hardcore as it is in that moment humor really lifts it and I didn't Mm -hmm. and like okay like I've worked in comedy for so long and so I knew that but I'd never been in that position in that moment thankfully um, where it was such a heavy, heavy, dark moment, and it really lent on the humor. And it was thanks to my uncles just making amazingly ridiculous jokes in the church and in, in you know, in all in, in in every scenario the whole way through. And it was brilliant. It really helped. Yeah. It was really brilliant. It's literally like that. It's that saying like if you're not laughing, you're crying. Like, and obviously mm. you need to cry it out too. And my words, yeah. you cry like, but like it is like you you do need to have a bit of that. And as well, I always think like. I don't know your dad or my dad would probably have loved to have that laughter there like he obviously 100% no at my funeral I will want a few people crying and like wailing and like regretting that I'm not got like not there anymore but like I want a few I don't want anyone laughing at mine to be honest I want everyone sobbing inconsolable (laughs) I want to hire a few criers I'm gonna hire a few actors from London to play over the wedding Oh my God, what else would your funerals look like? And this isn't planned at all, but this is actually such an amazing thing. Like, how old will you be? Set it, set the scene for us. I always <laughs> what will you have achieved? That I don't, if, you know, the way everyone kind of gathers for the funeral, so people you haven't seen in ages, I kind of still want to be looking stunning. So I've always said that I'll do a holiday before the death with <laughs> a nice kind of base and stuff, because I don't really want the makeup and stuff kind of happening. And then... I want to be laid out in green because I do suffer from the rosacea and I think it's very complimenting on my skin tone. So mm-hmm. like bits like that, I'm also like, because I like grew up like doing musical theatre and stuff, I'm going to be very particular about the song set list. You know oh, what I mean? Tell and us. singing and stuff. I just feel like, I don't know, I, I, you know, Cynthia Revo, are you a fan? Cynthia Revo, take a look at her stuff if you're not. Yeah. She yeah. does a cover of Ariana Grande's One Last Time. <gasps> and I want that as I go down. Awesome. Stunning. 
Would you be very? We we done a whole episode on funerals, but our minds change all the time. So like we we yeah, we, we like planned our funerals in this episode, but now like, since then my like tastes have changed. Mm. So I'm I'm up to ninety about writing a will because like what if by the time like I change my mind from week to week, so I'll do a will and then the next week I'm like oh no I actually don't want that anymore. <laughs> You'll have to just do it as f- notes in your phone and yeah, just you and know just update you can, it. exactly if you can update a will to the cloud, surely someone has thought of that so far. Surely we forgot. <laughs> Is Kevin frozen for you drinking the water? As, He's as just taking a really long drink, it looks <laughs> like. <laughs> Kevin's thirsty. frozen, taking a sip out of a Chili's bottle. And he's just, it's like, <laughs> screenshot that and get that sponsor. I had an idea for my own funeral. Right? Oh, she's, he's gone. Just me and you. He's gone. Well, I'll tell you about my idea for the funeral mm-hmm. until he comes back in. This is really random, okay? okay? So I saw this thing before and it was like, it was a tree pod, Okay. So what you do is when you die, they put you into like this little pod, okay? Mm-hmm. And they plant a sapling tree into the top of the pod. Mm-hmm. And then you get buried, like they plant the tree in a forest where, where you're, I mean, I think there has to be specific places where you can bury people in forests. Yeah. I don't think you it can It won't be just... down in Fitzgerald's Park or anything. No, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think it's going to be out in Kerbany Woods anytime soon, just in case yeah. there's like the, you know, historical like, bones found in like 10 years There you are, Hillary, stop claiming up Hillary, get off for. <laughs> but you plant, you get planted into the pot and then it gets planted and then obviously like your this sounds random but your decaying body nourishes the tree as it grows that's gorgeous though isn't it cool it's giving like lion king like um you become the land kind of like just giving like the lion king i've heard of that before as well and i was like isn't that beautiful that's like kind of the circle of life and it moves us all i think it is too oh he's coming back was he he's coming back Come back in. in I think it'd be like, what were you talking about? <laughs> um, I think it is too. I love the thought of like, like uh, we're we're still on the top. We're back. We're still on the topics of funerals. Yeah. Well, um, that's why I left. I found just, it all a bit morbid. I said I'm off. Just to catch you up, Hillary obviously wants to be buried and become a tree, but we knew that already, didn't we? Oh uh, yeah, that was pretty pretty obvious. We knew it? that from the minute we saw you that you wanted to become a tree when you when you pass. I was saying that you get you get this pod thing you, your body gets put in this pod and the tree is like planted in the top of it and then they plant the tree and then like your decaying body nourishes the tree and you turn into a forest your face by your face I don't think it's for you I think if I could be selective over the forest where I'm being planted I'd be fine well that was the other thing because we were saying I think there has to be some kind of regulations as to where yeah. you can be buried mm. I don't think it's going to be like PJ said in Fitzgerald's Park or like Kirby yeah. Woods or somewhere I think it's going to have I mean. to be in a proper like burial ground which has just got trees this is <laughs> it might be one of my um life's ambitions perhaps before I pop my clogs to to go and... I also heard and like we probably should move on from death because everyone would be like <laughs> Ball and crying, um, but you can also get pre- like cremated and pressed into a diamond. <gasps> I heard that. Yeah, I want that. You're Shave very that. I want to be in a diamond, and they put okay. you around my neck and put me in my sugar daddy's ring. <laughs> <laughs> and he's gonna go around and tell everyone, babe, he'll be gone before you if he's your sugar daddy. And that's, that's what I was true. about to say. <laughs> Under suspicious circumstances. I think what I might do is I might fake a death first so I can get out of it and then and get, get a load get of his, like, life assurance bits. Okay, gorge. And then the diamond. So whose diamond are you going to be wearing? Well, okay, we need to move on from the funeral stuff. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so 
getting back to the happiness one, who you're going to have to tell tales on each other now. Okay. Who's, who's the grumpy one? Hmm. Okay. I would say I'm more of a morning person, P. Bear with me. Okay, okay. Bear with me. I would say I'm more of a morning person. I'll be the person, I think PJ would be less inclined to tell me if I was pissing him off. If PJ's annoying me for even a minute, I'd be like, you're wrecking my head straight out. You know what I mean? Okay. I feel like we're very much on a similar, we're actually disgusting in the sense that because we know each other so well and we were living together for so long and we, I don't know, we were, you know, we were doing everything together. We were working together. We were partying Mm -hmm. together, like, there was a time where I'd be in the bathroom and I'd be going for number two and PJ would be coming in brushing his teeth. It was all a bit weird. So we know each other really That's well. That's not so weird. Like, That's just friendship. I do that to I know, but you do, you do it with your partner, I feel. But like, I think sometimes, it, I think outsiders would perceive it as a bit much. You know what okay. I mean? But no, um, no, no. I, I would take a wee in front of anybody. Yeah, me too. Yeah, like, I'd wee in front of someone. Yeah. But some people <laughs> might be a bit funny about number two. But yeah. um, I think we're very much like especially when we're together, we can um, kind of sense the mood of the other person and we can yeah. kind of adapt ourselves around that. You know yeah. what I mean? And P- like sometimes if I know Peter's in the mood, sometimes, well, sometimes I might actually want to trigger him even more. I might want to kind of um, rev him up a bit. But like, so I know some like when to leave it and stuff or when to, um, when to lay, pull back. Take a step back yeah. from yeah. the fire. No. Objection, um, just coming back in on that morning person thing. I'd come down the stairs, they'd be like, good morning. And Kevin's like, can you just not talk to me until I finish my breakfast? No, post-brekkie, I'm fine. Yeah, that's post-morning. I think I'm better, more, better no, in the morning no, than you. I'm in great humour in the mornings, but I love, I don't know about you, Hilary, I love, like, and it's, I think it's one of life's most gorgeous, simple pleasures, a breakfast in absolute silence, a breakfast in silence. But anyone can be like a great crack in the morning when they're you're roaring now. You're roaring now. You're very loud now. You're disturbing my breakfast. But you know what I mean? In absolute I mean. silence. I like yeah, I everything think, uh, in silence. Oh. Yeah. I think he's right though. It's like we, we can read each other's moods. Um, so I know when Kevin's like getting like annoyed or like grumpy or if I feel like, oh, it's not the time to like talk to him about something, I'd, yeah. I'd consent it. Mm-hmm. PJ used to do this thing where and it used to actually convince me that I'd be in a bad mood because he'd always go, are you all right there? And he'd always just say like that. And I'd be like, oh, I'm fine. Or we'd be recording or doing something. And he'd be like, are you all right there? I'm not sure about the vibes. And I'd be like, stop asking me if I'm all right because you're making me paranoid and you're making me think you see, that. You see, you're making me not all right. I'm an empath, you know, and I can just feel it. You know what I mean? I can feel it and I just can't move on then. <laughs> I'm like, I'm always like, we can't, we can't fake it. They'll know. Yeah. Fake yeah. It. Just, I like that. Yeah. I like that as well. I like the fact that if you're sensing it and you can't do, like, I find it hard to do surface chat sometimes, mm. especially in the last couple of years. I think it's a skill that has just completely diminished to me. I'm just like, nah, let's yeah. get straight in there. What's the straight problem? In. Okay. Yeah. You know, I'm like, what's I'm your childhood straight. trauma? Let's unpack it. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. We went straight into funerals that right yeah. at the top of this podcast. <laughs> there you go. Um, so I was reading an article that you guys, like the podcast kind of started almost kind of as a joke, almost off the cuff. Like you were just like, oh, let's do a podcast. Yeah. Okay, fine. No problem. And then it just kind of happened. And then it snowballed. Tell us the origin story of it. Do you okay? As I hold up your, your, your mug. Yeah. Um, we had just moved in together in, to a house in Stratford in East London. And we had both been home that Christmas and I got back and we were both auditioning for things. We both have like 
uh, background in like dance and musical theater and we kind of felt that like we were both kind of working you know full-time jobs ourselves kind of Monday to Friday I was in a restaurant PJ was doing marketing stuff and I was like we kind of wanted to get our hands into something creatively and we had played with the idea before of doing um an Irish themed queer club night over here because one thing we found as much as like we love going out we sometimes found that everyone was a bit serious on a night out and it was a bit posy and people were getting the pics which obviously when we go out we're getting the pics as well like don't do fret but at the same time we're like we want like something that's a bit more Irish nuanced you know what I mean a bit more about the crack and then we were like, wait, we know nobody in the entirety of London. Nobody's going to come. It would be just our friends. And even still, we couldn't even rely on them to be coming because they were all broke at the time as well. Um, so then we kind of, I just had this idea. I was like, would we ever start a podcast? Because we loved having like pre-drinks at our house and we love kind of hosting. Um, people like said to us before, especially if they met us, like um, if they were like newly meeting us, they would say, oh, geez, you're like a double act kind of thing. So I think we kind of leaned into that. And then PJ um, um, and myself headed off to Budapest for PJ's birthday in January. And then we'd mentioned it once or twice before, but then when we were on the flight together, we were like, let's just plan it. And we got a pen from the air hostess and we wrote on the back of a sick bag and we just were like, you know, what are our, what's our ideal first episode going to look like? Um, and then, you know, as they say in French, the rest is history, say l'histoire. <laughs> I love it. I love that it just came about that way. Like, did you ever expect it to be as successful as it has become? Not like literally not at all. We thought like at the, after the first episode that like our friends would listen or like our like mams would listen. And then, mm. but then we had people messaging us. Like, I was like, I was like, Kevin, do you know her? And he was like, no. I was like, oh my God, someone knew. And then we were like, I remember even like on our Instagram, we made like an Instagram Instagram because we were like, oh, we just want to like have like a place where we can see the teasers for the podcast and stuff mm. like that. Um, and like we like, I think we got to, like a hundred followers or something, and we were like freaking out, and we were like putting up thank yous and everything, being like, thanks oh. so much. And it was like so cute. And then we were just like, okay, what are we gonna do for episode two now? Because we didn't expect like people to start listening, even in the first episode. We're like, what are we gonna do? I don't know. And basically, the first episode, if you listen to it, is us just planning Go what the podcast to is going to be about. We're like, and then we're, we're even like. Who's going to sponsor us? And no one was even listening to us. We were speaking about the white company. We were speaking yeah. about Oatly Milk sponsoring us. Now, none of the above have actually been in touch since. Yes, yes. yes. That's, you got to finish that one yet. Um, you couldn't afford us now, girl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that. <laughs> um, so, like, I've, I've watched some of the clips online as well, right? But, and there's one... Oh, I mean, the, so you have this new section and the section is where people write in and tell you about their housemates. Oh, yeah. And the guy with the blow dryer. I know. I, I mean, know. tell us, tell yeah. us a bit so, more about that. I was watching that going, surely be to God. How? How? So, what? That we have a Patreon, which is like a service where people can like pay for extra episodes. And on that, we do another podcast called Don't Tell Man. And mm. it's all like, more like risque stuff so and and in that we talk about like sometimes it's risque sometimes it's just a bit like like the housemate stories and we've done like an episode on horrible housemates and this fella what was it kev again he used to he, he the housemate the girl lived the girl who she was living with boyfriend used to dry himself top to toe when he was naked with a blow dryer and then she couldn't come into the room until he was done because if it was calming for him yeah it was something like he liked to that was he suffered from anxiety and that was how he liked to relax was to blow himself I just think that is just 
hilarious. Also, like I, PJ used to find it strange when we were living together that I used the hairdryer to dry myself all over. I think it's actually quite clever. And sometimes I won't even need it for my hair, but like, you know, when you get out of the shower and you're a bit, Whoa. it's lovely to have the, uh, so I can nearly relate to your man. I think what it's you? lovely to have a blast. Of, it was actually me I had written in. <laughs> Consent you like, into yourself. But like, fair <laughs> enough. If that, if it, whatever you need to deal with your anxiety, like obviously. But like, why are you doing it in the communal space? And why is it a thing like yes. you can't? That was can't the thing. They were like, you can't go into that room because my boyfriend's naked, drying himself with a hairdryer. Like, I'd in be the like, room what? On the couch. Yeah. <laughs> and as well, I'm like, wait, he's sitting. So his bare ass is on our communal couch, where I like mm. lie my head when I'm hungover. You know what I mean? That's hot. But all, but also like. Whatever about the, pe- the stories that people have sent in, imagine the stories that people can't send in. That's what fascinates me. I'm like, okay, I get up to weird stuff. Yeah, I do get up to weird stuff. No, I don't dry myself with a hairdryer. I don't, okay. I, I just, I don't. But like, there's plenty of other stuff that I do. Like I did, oh man, I, got, I did naked sunbathing recently. I was like, I gotta, I gotta get this out. I gotta yeah. get the whole thing out. And I was Gorgeous. like, yes. And it was like completely private or so I thought. Um, and I was like, the sun was shining down on me. I was like, oh, I feel like a goddess. This is really good for me. It's going to recharge me. And then I stood up and realized there were security cameras around. And I was like, oh. On the front of the Evening Echo, Hillary Rose, exhibitionist, streaks around the towns of Cork. Loves dogging. It's not the first time I've been caught. I've been caught weeing on camera so many times. Really? Because I just, I I have no problem weeing outdoors. I wee outdoors all the time. I kind of like it, I'll be honest with you. Love that for you. And I'm just like, I gotta go, I gotta go. Like, and I drink a lot of water, so... And I got caught on camera weeing. Like, I don't know where that footage has gone, but I just know if it ends up online, I'll know where it came from. I'll know the yeah. location. I'll know where it came from. And I will but find as it. well, what it, like if any, if, oh my God, you'd be like, yeah, I needed to pee. Like, what, like where did we pee before? Like, we built these toilets in our gas. Like, we used to just piss anywhere before. You know what I mean? I will say there was a toilet close by, but I chose ah. not to use the toilet. <laughs> Brilliant. Go for it. As long as it's not on like uh, a statue or like a public building. <laughs> but on Sunday, the need. Just see, yeah. sorry, go on, Kev, I, you broke my hand. Well, that's what I was saying. I think it, there's no issue with it now. I struggle to pee full stop in public because yeah. I need, I need, I need like, I need some kind of a frame. Like, I can't use urinals in a toilet. I need the cubicle. No yeah, oh, I'm wow. one of those. Just stage fright. Stage fright. And something to do with better. growing up gay, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> but you were getting better. You were doing it a few times. I was so proud of you at a few events. You at, were at the also, I used to be able to do when I was younger, and I just unlocked a core memory. And there was actually a time when I was younger and I was, peeing up at the urinal and you know it was at the time you know when you're in like primary school and then lunchtime everyone would go to the jacks so the, like yeah. the jacks were kind of overcrowded and I remember it was like one of the long ur- urinals and one of the lads turned and pissed on my leg now it was by accident <laughs> but I remember I think that was the, probably the last time I probably did it probably his territory well oh, obviously yeah. well, he was like what and just that's turned a around. traumatic memory that's what that happened the process <laughs> Well, guys, I'm so glad we're getting it all out here in this therapy yeah, session, which will be I'm publicly aired. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Whatever, you know what I mean? But on Sunbathing Naked, um, there, I read a thing before about there was like a trend where people was like exposing their like bumhole to the sun mm. because apparently it like charges your body or something. Apparently so. I mean, yeah, I felt good after it. Yeah, I, I, would you have to put SPF on it? Like, I, well, I, like you ought to get burned. You know what I mean? 
I didn't put an SPF on, but I did. I was, it was more of the evening sun, which was a little bit okay. gentler. Is there yeah. anything nicer than the evening sun, Hillary? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's those last two hours. And you know, people, especially when you're on holidays and people are like, oh, we'll go back and we'll go back for our nap um, before we get ready to go out and we have the bag of lays. I love, it's those last two hours of sun. It's unreal because the day has warmed up. So like there's like the heat has permeated everywhere yeah. and anything you sit on or touch is just warm and sunny and relaxed. Oh, I love it. I love we it. You get the most reading done as well. So is there a chakra in the bum? Is that what they're saying? Is there a chakra in the bum? <laughs> well, it's your root chakra, yeah. Oh, there. It would be there. Yeah, yeah so well, your root is right down, right down on, underneath. Like it's right, it's your root. It's the very root of you. And then we there's were... the, the earth star chakra, which goes further down into the earth. It's below your feet. Oh, there you go. Just don't um, we, we were in Barcelona um, and we were on a nude beach and they were just all walking around naked and I was loving it. All the old ones were just like getting the baths out and all the lads were just swinging around. I was loving. It's amazing. No, I wasn't because I was up to 90, but like they were. I went to a wedding, one of my closest friends' wedding, um, and she got mar married in Nurka in Spain. Oh, um, gorgeous. I was at a wedding in Nurka before. Kevin's personality is a wedding that he went to in Nurka one day. <laughs> In the small church in the centre of the square. Well, no. So she's decided to get married down the beach and set up this beautiful little like canopy with all flowers and chairs. And the after party was on the beach and we were all there with our shoes off and it was unreal. And then the wedding was like taking place. And we were like, oh my God, this is amazing because it was the sunshine and outdoors and everything. And then we were all like, and obviously they don't close off the beaches to the public yeah. because it is a public area so yeah. like there was people drifting in behind the wedding kind of looking at what's going on and we're like they have no clothes on it was a <gasps> nudist beach <laughs> glorious brilliant it was so awesome so there's like photographs of all of us going <gasps> love <laughs> all the nanas didn't know where to look it was so I brilliant they a great time they had a ball <laughs> is it narca some spot it's gorgeous. It's really oh my gorgeous. god, get me back there quick. Yeah. I need it's to really go. Cool. It is. It's lovely, there. P. You'd love it. Mm, it's very, it's, very nice. It's a bit more chill, but the food and stuff and everything is lovely. You there. need to work yeah. for the Spanish tourism board, babe. I do really, don't I? <laughs> you do. You, you're plugging Salou the whole time, and now you're on about Narca. You need to. Get I that think going. you need to go on a holiday together and record another podcast of what goes down in Narca. It'd be a Nurka. very different one. We were going to do um, we were going to do like a like for one of the seasons like a travel podcast and just boot around the gap. That's because we didn't really know what we wanted to do in life, and we were like, "Oh, we'll just you know do that for six months." <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be really really good. We cool. probably could. Mm, absolutely. Get back to the so can you get back to the, the the title of the podcast, which is "I'm Grandmam." Do you want to name your mams and give them a shout out? Yeah. Um. So hello, Nula Kirby. Um. Love ya. Um. I was only with her two days ago, so she's sick of me. Okay. She uh, but yeah, that's my mom. <laughs> my mom's Phil Toomey, short for Philomena. Uh, the youngest of seven, Dylan's oh. class. Wow. We love oh, yeah, you to get Phil. Check myself. Um. But yeah, they are mums, and we're a week for them. They actually have a slot on the podcast now, so they do an agony and section. Um. Every week, where listeners write in, like they with they need mammy advice, and they come back to them, and it's so cute because like they come in from two different perspectives as well, and then also they're just giving them like such lovely wholesome advice. Me, Kevin, love it. And my mom gets so stressed out about it. It's, oh, my it's mom does too. She like writes out her replies on a on a notepad and she like reads it out back to the, back to the recording. But is that it, is yeah. adorable. That's absolutely adorable. That's one of the nicest things that I've heard because I remember when we did the interview when you guys interviewed me. <clears throat> excuse me, for the podcast, 
ye were like, oh, we adore mums. And I was like, that is just like to have kids in your life that are grown up that still say that is really cool because like my kids are really really small so I'm like well they'll probably hate me at some point which is fair enough that's fine but as long as they come back to it yeah I know they will Mm, they'll be like they'll be like two years when they'll probably will never hate you but like we'll just be a bit you probably want to be like oh why did I do it you probably want to like throw them out for a bit I actually never went through the phase of like being like, oh, it's not cool to like my mom. I was always clung to her. Like, I was the same. When I was moving to London, like one of the things was I was like, I'm actually going to move away from my mom. I was in a oh. bad way over it. And I remember she moved over um, with me. Well, she came over for the day I was moving over and she was getting a flight back that night. And then she had written a letter for me for when I was like moving over to be like, you know, proud of you, etc. And she was giving it to me as she was getting on the coach. And I said, you need to take back that back to Ireland with you. I said, because it's going to break me. I said, I'll read it. I said, I'll read it in a few weeks once I settled in, because I was like, I am not going near that letter. Oh. And then she took it back. And then I kind of got, was getting on great in London. It was when I went home then at half term or midterm, whatever we call it. And I was like, where is that letter? Because I was like, I'm actually grand now. And I said, I think I've been in a position to read it. She said, oh no, I got rid of that. She goes, I've been that. <laughs> Because I think I got rid of it in the airport. But then subsequently, like three years later, she found it and it was gorgeous. Because oh. yeah. moms love their boys. I mean, they love all their kids. They love their boys and girls. But there's a special connection with the boys, isn't there? Definitely. And I think as well, like if you're a young gay fella, you just your you and your mom's connection are like so close. Like majority of the time, obviously, we're lucky. Like there's some people yeah. whose moms are like homophobic or something disgusting like that. Mm. And uh, but like four ones, we're really lucky and we're so close to them. Like even when I was growing up and I had a sister and I had two older brothers, but this was when I was like younger, my mum be getting ready on a Saturday night and she'd call me up to like to mm. ask for the outfit advice and stuff. And that was when I was like 10 or 12. She'd call, like, she call you up to be like, work, mom. Yeah. I used to be like, mom, you were serving and laying the house down boots. We love to see it. No, but I used to go up and I used to, she used to ask me and I think my sister nearly was a bit like, you know, pissed off about it because she'd be like, Kevin, come up here. And I'd go up and she'd be like, it'd be either I'd help her put on a necklace and then she'd be like, and what about the outfit? And I'd be like, yes, work. I love it. I love it. Um, so like, I know the podcast is called I'm Grandmam. Was there ever a time in London where you weren't grand and you weren't telling your mums? Yeah, that's, I think that's like, that's literally the reason why we called it I'm Grandmam because it's like, no matter if we had like a tin of beans in the cupboard for the week or like we like, we're like nearly getting evicted from our gaff and our mams rang us, we would always just tell them we're grand just because like we didn't want them to worry. Like they tried and get on the next Ryanair flight over if they thought that we were like struggling or they nearly add fuel to it, nearly stress me out then. I'd be worried about her worrying about me, you know? So no matter what we would say, we'd always sound grandma. But there was, especially the first, for me anyway, the first like, I'd say about five, five years really. Yeah. Because well, <laughs> I got there and like I was like going over to go to a dance college, um, like I like we'd done a fundraiser in Cork to do it. Kevin emceed my fundraiser, went over. We like I was like, oh my god, this is it, the dream come true. Got there, didn't really like the the uh, musical theater course I was doing. Like I don't really like I wasn't really that into like it. And then my dad passed. Like the place I was staying was like falling to pieces. Like Kevin came to stay with me for an audition and he said nearly cried and like rang his friends and was like, I don't think I can move to London because I don't want to live in like the hole that Vij is in. So then I was and I was like, oh, so like oh nothing works out in life like you want it to. I was like, this like all oh, life is meaningless. This is shit, but I can't go home because I feel like like 
it would be like a failure yeah. and I stayed for a few years and it got better and better and obviously like I was like working in like restaurants and stuff trying to find I, I went through a phase where I like just really didn't know who I was like was unsure of who I was and then I slowly started to like find myself again like get more confident start dancing like the way I want to and like I think but then I was like but then I always look back on that and I go was that all the like the kind of fire of the first year in uh, London and like the kind of all the stuff that happened at once oh also I came out that year as well so like there was like a huge thing so I was like uh, so I was like was is it is this everything or is it just literally early 20s I was like is that is a specific experience for me when I was because I of all like the trauma and all the change that happened that year Mm. or is it literally just because I was 20 and I was my early 20s finding myself because when I got to like 25 24 25 I was kind of like okay yes let's go and then like I was like loving it and then me me and Kevin kind of reconnected and we were having a skit so like Mm. I wasn't really grand for the first three years definitely kind of four and five started to get get better god that's a long time to even be kind of suffering in that sense oh he's gone again he's gone again look he's looking down I know I don't know what's wrong with his wife I usually it's good um but it's a long time even three years is hard like that's a I mean even from what you're saying it sounded like such a transitional period for you and huge 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 life changes yeah you know to have to go through that and that's an early age oh are we back he's back back in I can't believe that there's no way that just keeps happening and I'm at home by myself that's mad sometimes though they didn't they might be doing like roadworks or like I think they're doing something they're always doing something in Stratford honestly We were just saying for PJ, it's like, it's quite, that was quite a traumatic period of his life to go through at such an early age as well. Like, I Mm. think there's definitely different phases of your life that is, that are traumatizing in different ways. And I I kind of like, I think that even the words traumatizing can be like thrown around loosely, but it really actually, it's very personal. It's a very deep one. Like, Mm -hmm. did you have periods, Kevin, where you were not grand, but telling your mom that you were grand as well? I remember the um my final year when I was studying over here was like a big one because I dropped out of UCC um to like do the whole dancing thing so I always felt like you know the stakes were high and at the back of my mind to be honest the whole time I came over I was like am I making the biggest like mistake in my life and then it was in that final year it was like a time when we were doing like agent showcases and you know, we were having extra rehearsals at the weekend for shows and stuff. And I like wasn't really able to work because that was the one thing when I didn't move over, I was kind of working the whole time, like in the evenings and the weekend. And then I kind of always, because I'm so stubborn, like even though my mom and dad probably would have been happy to give me money, I was always like, I'm going to make this happen by myself. And I never really wanted to have to ask them for money. So it was in like my last few months before graduation. And I was kind of like, Jesus Christ, am I having second thoughts about the whole thing? Now when I'm near the end, and I remember um, the people who were in my class, like when I was in UCC, they were all graduating or they were on their Erasmus year in France. And I was like, look at them having the time of their lives. And I'm over here, like with my, like I used to work next door to a subway, but the fellow who owned the gaff owned the two of them. So at the end of the shift, I used to take home the meatballs from the subway that were left over at the end of the day, you know, from the meatball marinara. And I used to put that in with pasta and that's what I used to eat. Friday and Saturday, Sunday in the evening. And I remember just being like, this isn't the life that I want to be living. Like, I want to be living champagne lifestyle. You know what I mean? So there was definitely a time that I kind of, and my mom was going through a, a, a period of like really bad health at the time. She had kind of been diagnosed. Me, she had kind of been diagnosed. She I was, was just about to say. 
<laughs> she'd been diagnosed with colon cancer at the time. Yes. And I remember thinking, Jesus Christ, like, do I need to go back? And the whole time then I was thinking, oh, like I was kind of pushing for like the graduation show because I wanted like my mom and dad to come over to see like the three years of work that I had done. And this is what I've kind of been doing. And then it turned out my mom is in such a bad way she couldn't make it over for the graduation. So I was in a bit of a, I was definitely lost as well. Like in a way, now my mom has like, my mom also, by the way, she's been in remission for five years. So she's living the awesome. dream and she's all good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there was, I think, you know what, for me as well, moving in with PJ and I don't want to be getting to, again, like PJ knows how much I love him anyway, but there, it, there really was a sense of home that came with it Same. and belonging. And like, like I remember because PJ was kind of working at that point and he was like doing like he had a good job in marketing and stuff. Even it was so nice when I moved in with PJ, like when I came to the weekend, PJ would be like, will I make us a, will I make us a brunch? And he'd go all out with the brunch yeah. and stuff and things like that. I was like, from then, my life started to get like progressively better. Like w- once I moved in with PJ. Now, I I had a friend Emmett as well who was from Ireland as well, and I want to say life wasn't miserable when I was leaving with Emmett. <laughs> Emmett was, you know, a real source of joy in my life as well. But just in case he listens to this and gets odd and thinks that I, fun, I absolutely loved him. But it was only when that I moved to PJ and I was like, because as well when I moved over, I lived in Essex first, and then. I kind of thought I was moving to London because the nearest uh, airport was called um, London South End Airport. Now, I can tell you very much it was not London. There wasn't <laughs> a single gay club or anything. And then when, when I moved to uh, in with PJ and we go out and we go to the gay clubs and we were, I was like, I'm thriving. I was like, this is the life I imagined. Awesome. Yeah, I was the exact awesome. same. Like when Kevin moved, because he moved in and kind of lived on my couch for a bit. And like, we, it was literally that, that sense of home. And like, we would so like, we'd be so there for each other. And it was it was a time where both of us were really exploring what it is to be queer as well. So we were like, we'd be there for each other. Like when we're going to clubs and stuff, and we'd be like, oh Jesus, I never knew the queers did that. <laughs> and, like, we had the debriefs then over brunch and stuff. And we, we really did like, we were there for each other because it is scary in, in like the big smoke, like. And yeah. When, when I lived with PJ or before I lived with PJ, I'd always be like, sometimes, you know, you'd be checking yourself before night out and I'd be thinking, oh, do I look a bit too gay or whatever? When I moved in with PJ, the thing was, I'm like, oh, do I not, do I look gay enough? <laughs> oh, we were going there, I was like, I don't look gay enough. I was like, make me look gay. That was, that was the vibe. Oh, I love it. And so recently as well, I mean, obviously this has a graduation from your friendship into the podcast, but you guys recently went on tour as well, um, Glory Hole, and I was dying to get to see it and I didn't get to see it. So I'm really, I'm gutted actually. So I'm just wondering, are you, have you plans to go on tour again or can you give us like an idea of what the tour was about? I've PTSD there when you mentioned, are you going on tour again? I feel like we, just, <laughs> we only just came off the back of it. And the thing is, I mean, we were testing and stuff the whole time. Yeah. Um, because it was like in the thrust of COVID there at one point yeah. again, I was like, is this COVID? Is it exhaustion? Is this my body telling me stop? Because we were kind of, especially when we did a few dates in Dublin there, we did a load back to back and we, mm. it was, it's kind of short because we both have like a dance background, basically. There's dancing in it and we kind of, went with the whole uh, theme of religion and we basically explored like the different like landmarks for like you know when you're growing up catholics we talk about the baptism and we talked about communion confirmations we talked about um then act two then it goes into wedding in which we're wearing um full gorgeous custom made um wedding dresses wedding dresses we talk about funeral at the end and stuff so we had an absolute ball and like definitely like to think there's more live dates in the future but awesome. 
not the immediate future, Hillary. Yeah, but I mean, but it was a, a bit of a break. <laughs> it was such break, a laugh, yeah. though. But I do think we did like nine nights back to back. No, it was like one one day off or something back to back in Dublin. And there was one day <laughs> we went out the night before, and we were to do a show the next oh. day. And we were in the dressing room. And me and Kevin were just looking at each other, and we were like, "We okay, didn't talk to it. each other, did we?" No, we were like, "We're just gonna have to pull it together." But then when you got on stage, it was grand, and was obviously, grand. but it's because we. We, it's not just it's not a sit down live podcast it's like a full on we're on our feet like it's like a more of like a stand up kind of show yeah. um, so and it, a lot of it like we have a structure but a lot of it was like improv and stuff yeah. but that that day we definitely stuck to the structure we stuck to the script we were like <laughs> so I was no like if you go here. off book tonight I'm not going to be able to know where to go I'm too hungover and also I was like when we were doing the shows, I was like, oh my God, we've taken on way too much. And then Joanne McNally was adding another gig and another gig and another gig. And she was oh. like, oh, I'm doing a hundred more shows. And I was going, am I just ill-equipped? We're, yeah, we're like, we're not doing enough. Oh, <laughs> Joanne's it. amazing. She's a machine yeah, though. She's a yeah, machine yeah. at the yeah. moment. I don't know how she's doing all those days. Yeah. And also we're trying to not like, oh yeah, I'm anyway, trying not to compare myself to people because otherwise I just freak out yeah. and I'll be like 100%. crazy. hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. You're doing your thing. And I and improv is awesome as well. Like I did improv for years and it's brilliant. I, like it really formed me as a performer and as an actor, actually, it really, really, really helped me as an actor. But it's tricky. My God, like whatever about having a stand up set. And I know that like stand up is very fluid in the night and the, in the moments anyway. But improv is, it will make or break you. Very mm. fast, very, very fast. Except yeah. in build, free thinking, yes and. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we did the crash course, Hillary, on yeah. Look, any time we ever do anything, like, because at the beginning, like, obviously, Kevin, like, done more acting, like, than me, because he stayed in uh, dance college, like, MT college, and I dropped out. <laughs> well, so he'd be like, we'd be doing something, he'd be like, PJ, you have to do yes and, and then I'd be like, yeah, okay. So now every yeah. time we do anything, I'm like, yes and, Kevin, come on, let's go. Yeah, you have to because if someone says no or shuts you down, you're like, well, it's gone nowhere. Well, we're it's done. Gone nowhere, yeah. We're done. We're done. We're done. Um, I'm gonna ask you a question. It's probably gonna put the, make you sweat, but uh, <laughs> but I love asking this question. What's your five year plan? So, will I go first? Okay, so I don't. Oh, yeah, I, was um, I don't have one. Um, mm-hmm. because I don't know. Is this a, like a response to? like my like youth or whatever but like and that's like on unpack anything but like every time I've ever tried to plan anything um it's never worked out so like I used to be someone especially when in my late teens when I was in Cork and I was like doing all these dance classes and like all this stuff and like wanted saw my life so cleared out I was like this is my five-year plan like boom 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 and then it all just blew up when I went to London so I was like mm. ever since then I've, I've I'm against five-year plans really because like, obviously I have like Gold. Don't work. Then, yeah, me. I just be yeah. chilling. No, but like I, yeah. but like I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I obviously have goals and things I want to do. Mm. But um, my main thing now is more about just like being happy in my day to day. And I know that sounds kind of live, laugh, love. But like it's love like it. it that's literally it. Because uh, and there are things I need to have in place, like a stable income, like fulfilled in my career to be able to be happy in my day to day. But um. I don't really have like in five years. I want to have a house, one point two children, and mm. a fucking dog. At one point two, that's what people say, you know. But like, I, that's not. I so I don't have one, um, which could be kind of chaos. But it's working out for me this fast, so I don't mind. I love that. I love that. I'm gonna to come to you, Kevin, in a sec as well. But I'm I'm the same. I was very much had my life planned so strictly and like controlled it so strictly, and like you said, it blew up. It completely blew up. 
and for me then and this is only like you figured it out much younger like but for me I only figured out in the last couple of years that I have to go with the flow and just let it flow and so much comes to you in that flow in that moment rather than going because it's an expectation I guess you place and once you place an expectation on something then you're setting yourself up for failure mm-hmm. or not failure necessarily but setting yourself up for even disappointment you know because yeah. even if you achieve what you thought the expectation might be you might find yourself in a position where it's still disappointing yeah you know yeah. so what do you reckon kevin what like are you this are you similar to pj in that respect or have you got a different i am definitely we because we actually have been asked about like our five-year plans and stuff before and i think people are almost you know sometimes disappointed that we don't have one because mm-hmm. um, what well, we were speaking for something and it was i think was it a motivational type podcast or something <laughs> yeah, yeah and we were like oh no we're like five-year plan out the window because again it's like the thing like you know I was major nerd in school and like when I was going off to UCC I was like oh I'm gonna I was doing business with French and I was like oh I'm gonna be working for like you know Central Bank Paris or doing something and then I was like nah no thanks (laughs) (laughs) not for me um so it was kind of like like I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now if I kind of did have a plan and was like kind of following that structure so Mm -hmm. um I would like just because when I if I ever have a think about the amount of money I've been spending on rent, I get a tuck in my heart. Like if you think about the amount of money I spent on rent since moving here, I'd actually don't want to know. So I would like, and a lot of my friends are at the age now. A lot of them are in couples, so it's a bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, we're doing the we're doing the rent to buy, or we're doing the we're doing the first time buyer." And I'm going, "What's the nice And I'm like, "I think I need to at least come to terms with like the." the possibility of maybe getting out. I mean, I mean, if you're to look at my bank out now, you go, Kevin, are you taking the fucking piss? Um, <laughs> you're in all position, you know what I mean? I'm going to a festival there now this weekend and I'm trying to manage the finances for the rest of the month. Um, but I would love some kind of a gaff. Also, I'd love to be able to do a handstand, proper handstand. You can do a handstand. It. But I can't hold it for that long. I want to do, be able to do handstand walks. You're the you're the you're the only person who I know in real life who can hold a handstand for like longer than five seconds. Wow! I know, That's but I want to do the walks like the fellas at the gym, and then when their top kind of falls up, and then they be showing me the torso. That's I think that's a very valid life goal. I think it's yeah. very very valid. handstands hands handstands in the house. That's <laughs> handstands in the house, and that's the name of the year. <laughs> also, I would love to deviate to telly. The thing is, we've been well, doing the podcast three years now. Would mm. love to make the transition to screen because look at us. We have what? Faces for telly. Well, I can speak for myself. <laughs> oh, babe, she's ready for telly. <laughs> I think you're divine, both of you. And yeah. this was my question. So you asked me this question. So I'm going to ask you. You asked me, would I ever go on Dancing with the Stars? And what was my reply? I said, no, I'm sorry. You said, yeah, but no. you should. You'd be, no, you'd eat asked- it up. I've been asked a million times and I just can't bring myself to do it, right? I think you'd be fine. Why not? Because the scheduling, because you don't yes. fancy yourself as a dancer. I actually love dancing. I don't yeah. think I'm particularly good. I think I'd be good at, I'm good at training. I'm good at training and I'm good at fitness. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know if I can like uh, let go into a dance per se, which I think okay. it's something that I have to learn. It's actually a big kind of vibe in my life moment yeah. is uh, about letting go and trusting um but for you guys dancing with the stars i did read in that article that i read about you that you would love to do dancing with the stars but you wouldn't do it together well i would do it together i would do it together but you want to go solo kev don't you what do you mean we'd be the couple 
No, not the couple, but, no, as but in, they're like, on the same, the same competition. On the same season, you know what? It probably would make for like good telly totally. if we were like kind of um, going up against each other. But I kind of want to be the first same sex couple on the Irish dancing with the stars. That's there hasn't been one on the Irish one, I don't believe. There has been on um, no Strictly, but not on the Irish one yet. And I'd love if I'd have fella boot me around the gaff. Oh, and not me, like awesome. an, like the instructor. Yeah, yeah, I'd love one of the actual, the, one of the okay. professional dancers. Now, you could obviously also do it as well. But I just think as well, it's just for the rig outs. I would love it for, you know, the costumes. I think that you guys would definitely get a spot on it. I know, but would I, would, would Middle Ireland be a bit trauma? Would they be a bit trauma? <laughs> they'd be like, I think they're ready. I think they're ready as well. I think Strictly broke it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think they're ready. I think you guys would. I, I'd watch it. I'd probably watch it only if you guys were on it. That, that's the Aww. truth. I was actually. I was home. For, I was and home in Ireland for the final. It's so good. It's actually great. They they produce it really well. I will say. I think it's done really really well. Yeah, because sometimes you know the like the Irish versions and stuff. Sometimes, especially like like talent shows and stuff, you'd be like, oh, but like they actually mm. put they they have a good budget. I presume because it looks fun. <laughs> I think so. I think so. And I think, like, I think you guys would be amazing on it because you can dance. Both of you are really good dancers. So, like, I know, but I we'd have to play that down, Hillary. I was, you want to be the underdogs. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Will that go against us? Because they'd be like, well, they're professional dancers anyway. Well, I just think it might up everyone's level. It might up the yeah. game a bit. Think of it that way, you know? Yeah. PJ, you just need to really focus on your father's death in the first Yeah, I think team. so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, wear, I'll wear a chain with a picture around it, wearing my neck every performance. <laughs> No, he'd he'd want me to win, like so he'd be like, he'd oh, want do you it. to win, so he'd be happy for any means necessary. Um, okay, I'm gonna give you a pop quiz. Actually, before I do that, I want to ask you. Um, so, like, the podcast is called Live Wild, and it's all about living wild and free and connecting back into yourself. Yeah. The, like, this question is more about like, what's your ultimate idea of freedom? Ooh, okay, right. Give me a second now. Mine would be like moving away from Ireland and like from Cork and from growing up with the, you know, same people around me the whole time and moving to London gave me this great sense of anonymity. You know what I mean? So I was able to, and there was so much freedom in that because especially because it came at a time when I was just after coming out as well, Mm. it allowed me to explore my like gender identity more and like my fashion sense and stuff so there was great so I do love as well but now I'm kind of comfortable in London because I have my friendship groups and stuff like I suppose for me ultimate freedom is kind of not caring and like sometimes I do catch myself like you know thinking oh I'm not going to do that or even some things to do with the the podcast as well I'm like oh I don't want to do that because what will someone think if we speak Mm. about this whereas I think I need to I too Hillary need to let go a bit more and just think Think less about what people care. I, was, I can't remember who said it, but someone said before they dressed as if um, the world couldn't see them or dressed as if the world was blind because, you know, mm-hmm. they just wear exactly what they want. And I'm like, that's actually... Now, also, if I'm putting a look together, I want people to be able to see it. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of... That's a bit of an internal struggle. But yeah, I think it's for me not caring about what people think is freedom. Nice, yeah. Yeah, I, I like, I kind of, that's kind of where I was going. So I was like, because at first I was like, me, a beach, but I'm like, no, shut up. I was <laughs> like, uh, like, it's not like a physical place. It isn't like freedom for me as well as like being able to just go about your life in a way that like you're, you're not letting external influences influence your de- like decisions and stuff because you're afraid, basically. So like, if I want to, 
release a dance video in the morning i'm not like thinking oh but people who use dance with me are going to think i'm shit now or like if i want to like if me and kevin want to do um a music video a music video for a song we might be recording oh. people aren't going to be like um what are they if we want to wear a cat suit <laughs> they're, they're not going to be like why are you like why are the lads trying to be popped out i'm like we're just like ah, feck it, we can do what we want so if, having that mentality but it is that like it is hard to do that because some days i wake up and i'm like the most confident person in the world and then some days i go wake up look at myself in the mirror and be like oh i hate myself and everybody hates me and Aww. like so like you just have to like train yourself it's a it's a, it's a training exercise. it's a practice yeah it's a practice yeah, it is a practice yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 i get the same i look in the mirror and i go oh, i'm so old that's my latest thing recently I'm like i'm so old i look so old and then i put makeup on i'm like oh it's not it's not that bad it's actually not that bad guys i didn't i just had to it's a panic moment i feel like you were giving us a taster there of possibly what's to come it was mm. just from kevin's expression was there a is, is there possibly a song or okay i can't to... really hold it in i've been anyone i've been coming in contact with i've been playing them a sample of it basically we were like what are we going to do when we're coming back with the next season of the podcast and we usually do a big kind of like a like teaser video and we do like Promo. the last time what we did was we jumped out of a plane and we went skydiving yeah and we were kind of like season season five now landing whatever um so we we're like how are we going to top that and then basically we recorded a pop song and it's called <gasps> fast it's called fast lane it's a bit of a bop is it called fast lane we don't it's working title but i think i'm thinking fast lane as well but i'm thinking by the time this is out as well p we're good yeah no but i mean is it called life in the fast lane or fast lane no i think it's better fast lane i think just fast lane as well i was as thinking well. i was actually going to talk to you about this after the pod so it's good that we're just clearing it up now but <laughs> it's, it's it's we recorded and the thing is it's so funny because P, it was kind of PJ was like, will we will we just record a song? And then I was kind of like, oh, are, are we singers? And then PJ kept going, you can sing, you can sing. And I was kind of like, I felt like the weight of it was on me. Then we got to the studio and PJ was going, so I've got place to fit. And he's doing this whole rap section at the start. And yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good one. We're really excited oh. about it. God, yeah, I'm so, so excited for you. Yeah, so we're living our childhood fantasies. Like I literally, all, yeah. all I wanted to be growing up was like a pop star. So like when we were when we were recording it, I was literally like a child at Disneyland. Like I was so giddy. Um, and it's a bop. The producer Adam was so sound. He's from Dublin. Well, Dublin. I don't know if he's from Dublin, but he lives there. Um, and um, it, we got when we got it back, I just couldn't stop playing it. Uh, it's about. Yeah. Can you play it? Would you give us a, a sample? We can we can play the chorus or something, P. Maybe oh my god, please do. This is but this is a this is a this world, is world exclusive. This is exclusive. But also, um it's it's gone again. It's a <laughs> it's about how gays walk quicker than straight people. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, why, so it's, why, a, it's a parody. Why? Okay. I don't know, I think because we got places to be and people to see. That's a lyric in the song. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh my goodness. This is a world exclusive. This is so are you calling yourselves I'm grandmam as, yeah, a, as, as a, a pop yeah. group? Yeah, okay. I think so. Okay. Just for now. I was like, will we do uh, Kevin and PJ? But like we'll do that for the Eurovision. <laughs> oh, I could so see at the Eurovision. I'm I like, give us the Eurovision. It. Come on now, like I look, if this is gonna be a banger. Yeah. Then I could see do a song for the Eurovision, hundred yeah. percent. Dancing with the Stars first, okay. Because then you get your stage, you get your numbers up, and you get your and stage presence stage. and all yeah, that. Well, you have the stage true. presence already because I know that because I've, I've yeah. met you in person. Mm -hmm. But you get your routine down, and then yeah. you translate it into a wider audience, and then it goes to Eurovision. Nope, he's back again. He's gone and he's back. 
<laughs> Basically, um, we'll send it to you when it's when it's properly done because it's, it's a, we only got the first mix back yet, so we don't have like the actual finished version. But I think if Kevin has it there, I don't have it. I oh, yeah. Will I just bring up the guys? I can't believe I got kicked off again. I know it's just there's something in the ether that's just saying stop, stop let, this. Let only five it. seconds now. You're only getting five yeah. seconds. Sorry, I have to be a okay. stickler. Okay. But I am happy with that. Because Kevin's playing it for every Tom, Dick and Harry and I'm like, babe, you're going to have to save something for the launch. I played it for okay, a spin class second. the other day. I was teaching my dance, I teach a dance class every Saturday in Liffey Trust and I was like, will I pay for them? And I was like, I know we don't want to give it away too early. And Kevin, I paid it for my spin class. I can't, I can't keep it in. It's too much of a bob. With it. Okay. <laughs> We can't really hear it. Can't hear it. We can't really hear it. What we'll do is at that point we can. I'll just send you the track and you can overlay it a small event. Awesome, awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome. Oh my god, I'm so excited for you guys. So when are you planning to release this? So we're shooting the music video um on the 13th, and then we're going to try and release it like two that's days it. later. That's unreal. My god, that's fast. Yeah, we're buzzing about it. Yeah, wow. we kind of we got it done. We like we were like what eight hours in the studio when we recorded it, and then we not were a, like not a morsel of food out there, not a morsel of food, not even I a coffee. We were recording, and then I was like, I really need like I I hadn't had a coffee all day, and you know, mommy needs her coffee halfway through the day, and there was no mention of a tea or coffee break, and we were kind of we were loving Adam's work ethic, but at the same time we were like, baby, baby, the stars need a break. We were like, <laughs> we love we love how much of an artist you are, but we're gonna have to. And we, then we didn't, and then we just recorded the whole way through. We got home that night, and we were going we were doing we like a live famished. We were doing like mm. a live uh, planning episode with the Patreon uh, people who subscribe to our Patreon for the next podcast. Like, what do you want to see in the next season of Grandma kind of thing? And just beforehand, we were like scoffing the dinner into our mouths. We got on the call, we were like this. Like collapsing on the couch. Collapsing, so yeah. guys, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna do a quick fire round. This is inspiration from what you did with me, right? Which is a quick fire right. round at the end of the um of the podcast that we did. Um called How Hippie is Hillary. It wasn't that was what it's called. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Give it its full title. How hippie is Hillary? Hippie, Hillary is pretty hippie. Yeah, so, I think um, Hippie at the end of the uh, uh, the round. What did I get? What percentage? I think you got hundred percent. I think it was 100%. Do I get extra points now for the tree pot being yeah. very dingy? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's those it's extra six. <laughs> okay, so what is this? Is the live wild quiz? What is the wildest thing you've ever done? Okay, Kevin. My head is immediately going to the dark rooms in Mass Palomas in Gran Canaria, but <gasps> because my mom could potentially be listening to the podcast, um, one time we went on a tragic school tour in transition year. And we went skiing in Slovakia. It wasn't glamour. I was thinking, oh my God, chalets on the piste. It was none of the above. It was tragic. Anyway, I got an air confidence in the last day and decided to do one of the black slopes. I think that's probably actually wow. the mad. And I actually got, yeah. got such a rush off it. Now, I shouldn't have been doing the black slope whatsoever. I was in no capacity or uh, it was my first time ever skiing. I should not have been doing it. But it was the thrill of a lifetime. Wow. Mm. Was that a similar turn to dark rooms? <laughs> <laughs> no, I would. If I was to have to do one of them again, it would, I would opt for the dark rooms. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Okay. So is dark rooms where you go in and you don't know? It's pretty self-explanatory. Basically, yeah, everyone's naked enough. and they're all having sex. <gasps> wow. 
Now, not saying I went in there intentionally at the time I actually stumbled across it unintentionally. And I tried to, I didn't know what was happening because it was en route to the bathrooms and I turned on the torch on my iPhone and then someone slapped it out of my hand and broke the screen of my phone and I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> well, maybe you were, you were shining a torch on someone in the bathroom. They were going to hit it out of your hands. And so did you just stumble out of your clothes in that moment as well? Yeah, and into a fella. <laughs> yeah, my, 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 uh, the vest that I was wearing actually, yeah, something happened. There must have been huge um, gale force winds that kind of swept off me. <laughs> Oh, PJ, what's your wild, what's the wildest thing you've ever done? I was trying to think, and to be honest, right, I'm like rubber arms. So like, it's actually it's actually worrying how like I could get myself into these situations that could be considered wild by everyone because I just I just everyone be like, do you want to do that? And I'd be like, yeah, like I'm so like. Okay, you're crazy. Are you kind no, of crazy? Like, it's like as in like I should be. I, no, but I should be better. I should be better at like boundaries basically is what i'm trying to say but like one of like i'm trying to think what would be like seen as wild like this was kind of reckless and like um it's sex themed as well so like don't listen ma'am so turn your virtual ears but basically i was working in a restaurant in camden um <gasps> in london I was going there <laughs> yeah and but like, i can't think of anything else and and basically i was texting this guy off tinder that night and he was like um he was like, where are you? I'm in Camden. And I was like, oh, I work. And I was a supervisor in the restaurant at the time. And I was like, even if she's doing the supervisor role in the restaurant, she's doing her role, but she's still having fun. And then I was cashing up and everyone was gone. And he was like, oh, I'm only around for the night. And I was like, oh, just call in here. So I snuck him into the restaurant um, and we had sex on the table in the restaurant. <laughs> Can we please say the name of the restaurant? No, because I'll get like, I'll get a lot You'll of get food. what? Food, babe. You won't get sued. You can have sex in a restaurant. Anyway, then we went downstairs afterwards because he was like, okay, bye. And I was like, do you want to make Sundays?" And then we went down to the kitchen afterwards and made ice cream Sundays. Oh my God, best night ever. Yeah, best, best night of your life. By the I love it. That was a bit wild because as well, they had they had cameras in the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think they checked them. And I think at that stage, I was very much like, I'm leaving anyway. I don't care. You know, I was yeah. leaving the job yeah. anyway. You got yeah. fired, babe. Just be honest. You got fired, baby. I didn't get fired, actually. For stealing Sundays from the yeah. kitchen. There's that probably more wild things where, I, like, I don't know, I, I can't. See, I'm it. actually PJ saying he's pretty wild and he's a rubber arm. I'm pretty mild. No, but you kind of have a rubber arm as well. Like I'd be like, like I'd be like, even for, like we were out that one night. I know this is kind of very like over oh, crazy, but like, like I was like getting the getting the jacuzzi, and you just jumped in the jacuzzi with loads. But of is that? But that's the like, who wouldn't jump in a jacuzzi if there's one in a nightclub on a night house? Well, I'm sure we got gonorrhea from it. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> That like was we want to have sex Yeah. <laughs> that was, was a rough week. It was definitely the jacuzzi. Got the club, no, but the club jacuzzi is like crawling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, right. Your man can't listen to this, Kevin, because I'm after, I'm after, I'm giving very don't tell man energy here. I'm very, I'm very open about everything. Yeah. I'm, I'm an open book. <laughs> okay, another question. Do you believe in magic? When I was younger, I couldn't stop watching Charmed and those girls, like, I'd go to the grave for. And I don't know, I don't think, like, I I always struggle because I don't, I'm not really religious, so I don't believe in, like, ghosts and stuff. Um, Because religion is all about ghosts. But, like, I don't believe in, like, I I believe, like, when people die, they, like, are dead, right? Mm. But then I'm like, do I really believe that? Because I'm terrified of spirits at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I'm like, I'm like, I don't, I'm like, oh yeah, I don't, I think when people like pass away, they like, they're gone. But then I'm also like, 
you can't like get rid of someone's energy like it just transfers to something else so then i, I don't know I, I don't know basically i i want to say no because i want to be like i want to be logical and i don't believe in magic but i kind of do i think i don't think i believe in magic but was obsessed with magic as well going up got a magic kit one christmas and he was to charge my friends to come and watch me put on a magic show <laughs> I think that's more of a performance rather than magic. That was, yeah, that was a performance. <laughs> I became an altar server actually because I love the performance element. I I do I do Being believe. On stage. Yeah. I do believe that like the planets affect people. So like mm-hmm. when when I'm feeling like really anxious, it's usually when Mercury's in retrograde, kind of. Like. I do I do believe in, in all the stuff to do with the moon. Like typically, if I because I sleep really well, typically I'll know that if I have a bad night's sleep, there's a full moon or something's happening because mm. we're what seventy percent water and the moon yeah. controls the tide. I completely buy into that, but I don't think that's magic. I think that's actually science, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. In astrology. So, but I think sometimes when you dive back into like the older versions of science and astrology and alchemy and all those things that um, we're very, we're very hell bent in this era on proving things, you know, and sometimes magic doesn't need to be in my mind, sometimes it doesn't need to be proven. It just is. It's like if we can switch off the logical brain a little bit and just trust and believe, um, yeah that's my and I, I think that's what we and kevin would struggle with because we're, we're very logical thinkers so like mm. I, even like i talked to my boyfriend now he'd be on about crystals and fucking like i act a certain way because i'm a capricorn i'm like i feck off but like i kind of then i'm like i kind of see your point as well but it's because my yeah. brain like i have to like switch off that logical brain i think yeah it's like we have to and we're programmed that way we're programmed to understand like the ego is programmed to understand why things work the way they do because it's mm-hmm. just the way we've been raised and it's um but yeah without magic do you believe in magic you do do. yeah i do yeah and it's only been in the last couple of years again that that's kind of come up for me um yeah i believe really strongly in it but it's it's funny because magic that even the 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 term magic has this kind of almost innocent or childish element to it where it's like oh you believe in magic well that's a bit silly you know but i've seen things uh that i can't not believe in magic i magic is kind of the loose term that i have yeah, for I spirit i suppose yeah yeah or some people call it god or some people call it the universe or whatever you might want to call it you know what i mean like people call it different things so yeah. I'm, quite, like, I'm quite spiritual and i love my yoga and when my yoga teacher would be giving me my, my mantra on the monday you best believe i am repeating it tens and tens of times throughout my week and so i am works. spiritual and it does work for me and as well, I do believe in like, and like I do believe like when we even when we never met you until that day we interviewed you at that festival. But the minute we met you, I could feel your energy, and and like I was just like, this is going to be grand. Like whereas like you can meet someone then and you feel their energy, and you're like, oh shit. So is that magic? You know what I mean? Well, it's part of it. I mean, you mentioned earlier you being an empath. It's part of that. Like you can feel like everybody can. By the way, it's not just PJ here, or, or like it's like you can feel and I'm sense kind of energy. A though, am I? I'm kind of like. Oh, <laughs> so empathy is actually listed as. But sometimes I ask my friends, and they say empathy is my is my greatest quality. So yeah. Can we get a list of those friends? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michelle. Ah. Uh, Never heard Michelle, of Michelle in my life. By uh, the way. Michelle. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, you can feel, you can sense energy. You know, if you walk into a party, yeah, and you go, oh, this is a bit. There's a bit. There's I don't know. There's just something not quite right here. I'm gonna Wipe stay five off. minutes and go. Yeah, and then you're gone. That's mm. that's you being able to sense energy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like everyone can do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Seeing as we were on the topic 
earlier about religion and it was part of your show. Um, I have a question here, which is tied in so perfectly. Seeing as you like, do you believe in the ultimate man, which is the Virgin Mary? Do you believe in the Virgin Mary? Do you pray to her? <laughs> um, I believe. And if, that seeing as it was, was part of your show as well. Yeah, there was probably a woman who existed like called Mary. Maybe, was she even called Mary? Or is that like the whitewashed version of her? I don't know. But basically, um, I don't believe in um, that kind of religion. So no. Mm -hmm. I I do it's actually really weird you say it because when I used, I used to be mad for praying when I was younger and I was an altar server and I was very close to my nan as well who would always mind us on a Saturday night and like bedtime prayers were always part of my thing now I don't mm -hmm. think I'm an anomaly I think a lot of people my age growing up might, might have been a thing for it. but I kind of kept it going I'd say till about the age of 15 and I was kind of I remember that's that at one point in secondary school being a bit mortified but I think it was it was wasn't a, a religion but more so like this closeness to my nan mm -hmm. I felt like I'd be letting her down if I was to stop saying my prayers that kind of thing oh. um, but I used to always I used to always pray to the Virgin Mary was kind of where I mostly directed my prayers but now I'm like I don't know I think I think there's uh, like historians who say that you know that there was, you know, Jesus around around that time and like he had the Mother Mary. Am I as firm a believer in the Immaculate Conception and all that kind of buzz? Yes. Uh, I, I don't know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, see, my mom is still so religious and stuff. And she, we spoke about religion on the podcast before and she, I, I was thinking, I was like, I can never go home to Cork. Yeah, so, my mom's so religious. Love, love, love the Virgin Mary. Love her. <laughs> Love Mary girl, you're living. We love it. Do you believe in Mary? Uh, you know, it's funny because I was raised Catholic as well and yeah. raised in like, I wouldn't say a very religious household, but like, yeah, there was a lot of faith. And I actually, but I, I came to the same thing when I was like 14, 15, going, there's too many loopholes in this. Like if yeah. the Immaculate Conception is on December 16th and he was born on December 25th, that's either a very long gestation period or a very yeah. short gestation yeah. period. So I was really getting into that kind of stuff of it. I was like, did like did the body and blood actually transfer into like the the eucharist like i i was really 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 searching really deeply so i really abandoned all of that because i couldn't find the logical answers mm -hmm. that i wanted in it i just couldn't and then so again kind of in recent years it's not like i'm not, I'm not back in church i'm, I'm not like i don't i, I I didn't even expect this podcast to go here today, but I, I wouldn't like, yes, I was raised Catholic, but I'm not saying like, oh, I'm out now Catholic again, yeah. or I've revisited, but there's something about Jesus and Mary and the work that they did. And I don't know, like, I think I believe, yes, I do believe that they were real people. Like, um, but there's something about the, the work that they did, which is kind of coming back into my life now. And I can't even really fully explain it. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. Yeah. Um, and my dad's favorite prayer was um, the Memorare, which is a prayer to the Virgin Mary. So since he passed away, I've been saying that just mm -hmm. because it was his favorite prayer. So it's yeah. given me great comfort, even though prior to that, I couldn't even remember. I couldn't tell you the last time I said a prayer, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. funny how it's kind of comes back in to your life. And I have faith rather than faith in a religion. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Because I'd be, I'd yeah. be, I'd be searching for that sometimes. Well, you'd be like, I, I'm like, I don't really believe in anything, but I wouldn't say I'm an atheist kind of vibe. I like, I also, I also feel like I, there's some form of faith, but so there's like a bit of me inside that's like, no, no, there's something like they, they can't all be for nothing. But then the pessimist to me is like, 
or not the re- they're more the realist not pes- it's not really mm-hmm. pessimism it's more like there's not you know but like i don't know we i saw i suppose we'll find out when we go <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> that's, that's it sorry um okay so i have another question oh my notes just went i swear they're back again okay Kevin's is kevin gone, gone? yeah He's going to miss the question. He might come back into it. Okay, here. Um, what do you stand for? What do I stand for? Mm. Um, okay, so that's just a very <laughs> like wasted question. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We're, we're going deep. The, the one, the way, I, like, it's more about the, the way I kind of, like, live my life is that, um, and what I would stand for is that, like, everybody, you're back. So we're basically, we've been asked, what we what do we stand for? I've gone deep. Oh, so I've we're gone, gone deep. deep. Yeah. So, and I was saying, for me, it's like, it's about kind of the way I, I kind of try and live my life. And what I would say I would stand for is that, like, everybody is going through their own struggles. And, like, no, and the, struggle for, the struggle for them is, like, the worst struggle in the world. So, like, say, no, if someone, like, had a privileged life, but they're, they're going through a hard time it's the same as someone who had, had like they, they can't equate the struggle is the same for both but it's just on different levels you know what I mean mm. um so I always try and no matter who who I meet try and be as kind and nice to them as I can because I feel like every like life is really hard basically and that's mm. something I stand for and I think at the root of that it kind of goes back to like my mom and the way I was raised but it's like try and like go through life like leading with your heart and being compassionate and show love mm. because it is like life is really hard and there is loads of times when I've obviously been like mean to people and been like a bitch but like that that's the times when I like kind of like not fail but like I, I kind of like lose sight of my values and like what I stand for basically mm. but yeah so it's like everyone's going through their own struggles so be nice to everyone and kind of lead with your heart and like don't let the world harden you basically it's oh like, that's like, beautiful yeah that's really beautiful so lovely now Kevin what, it's up not, to you now. Not to take it back to religion, but it is that kind of idea of like, because I think there are certain things like that I have definitely taken from religion, you know, whether mm. I care to admit it or not. But like the idea of, you know, love thy neighbor as thyself kind of vibes, right? Mm. But it is it, like, and that what it, essentially that is, that's just a stem of, you know, kindness and being kind to everyone because, and also being kind to myself because I we had this really, really interesting conversation which, which I'm not sure if you've listened to it. It's in our back catalog if you wanted to take a look. But um, with it was like a kindness coach. Um, it was mm-hmm. actually our friend, Sharu Azadi. And it's about like being kind to yourself because we, you know, a lot of us like typically, because a lot of us tend to be nice people, we do look after our friends and even people like, like who can't do anything for us, like the stranger in the street. T- typically a lot of us like would be more empathetic and would look after him and be nice to him. But Sometimes I think we don't treat ourselves the same amount of kindness. So I think it is that. I think it's just like, and I also find that like in those instances, especially when it's testing, because anyone can be nice to, you know, the the server at the restaurant or the the cashier at the uh, Morrison's or fucking Tesco's. But it's like, you know, in those instances where, you know, your your patience is being tested and stuff and you're kind of going, I don't know, there might be a, a, a really rude fucking... I mean, I used to do this thing. I used to work in um, a cafe and I regret it now, but also it wasn't, I, I wasn't being too mean, but if anyone was ever rude to me, I used to give them decaf. <laughs> then like, since I've kind of realized I'm like, oh, actually those people coming in who were rude to me, they weren't rude because they're, they're probably not, they, they could, some, um, don't get me wrong, they probably are pricks out there, but they're probably going through something that morning. <clears throat> so it's, it's probably best just to be like, you know, yeah. <laughs> 
I think that's where I'm like really tested. Those, it's, it's easy to be kind to people, but in those instances where there's like people who are fucking yeah, buggers. Yeah. Even kindness is a good one. Give him decaf. I'm going to yeah. share a story with you. I've never said publicly. Um, so I used to work in restaurants as well. And um, I had that thing of like, that table, there's just a table of fucking pricks. Yeah. You know? And sometimes they just are, even if yeah. you're having a bad day or not, you're just yeah. like, oh my God. Um, and so I used to go down, serve them, fart at the table and walk off. <laughs> <laughs> Farting on command, I love it. <laughs> Leave it with them. So that Brilliant. they'd be like, they'd be like looking at each other. Like, <laughs> you like this. Love. Yeah, you need sometimes you do like karma doesn't work quick enough sometimes. I gave them their karma. I gave them their karma. Right. I yeah, served their karma to them right there. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. That mm. you are you aren't your own grandma mug. That you're drinking from. Yeah, I love it. I love this merch. I absolutely love it. I'm Are you going to do a Live Wild mug? Because we want to be sent them. If I am, you be, be the first people to get it. Oh, absolutely. If absolutely. We'll hold you absolutely. to it. Absolutely. Guys, it has been an absolute pleasure. It has been the crack and it's just such a joy. And I'm so glad and I'm so happy. And I really appreciate you doing this. So thank you so much. Pleasure was all ours. Thanks so oh, much. Oh, nice. I loved it. I'm buzzing now after that. Can't yeah. wait to listen to all the other ones. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have to record them yet. <laughs> Quick, record Very them. Exciting. I need a new podcast for my walks. Uh, guys, thanks a million. It's been an absolute joy. An absolute joy. Thanks so much. Thanks, Hillary. Bye. 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 Bye.